0: The following content is not a substitute for medical advice. So I was standing at the bar, um, our bar. You and I went out on a little date night to Life on Mars, the bar we own. And I, I walked up to the front of the bar. We had put up all these flowers for this event. It's beautiful in there. It, was, it just felt super good in there. And, you know, I've been dealing with this grief and this, um, you know, post-sister-died um, reality that i'm in and uh i saw a person i recognize a listener uh was there to my radio show who comes by the bar but you know i said hi and she said hey i'm sorry for your loss and oh by the way this is my friend and her her mom died and she's she started listening to your show when you started doing the grief show um and she's a big fan of uh, you and your wife and the woman looked at me and says do you have the clarity and i i my eyes got really this is like right out of a sci-fi movie like do you have the superpower and i said I do have the clarity. I do. That's what it is. And you and I talked about how we were feeling in the last few weeks. Um, But it was in that moment that I realized that was the word I was looking for. I had a clarity um, that wasn't instant after my sister Lee died, but over the last um, two or three weeks has developed. And the, the best I can describe it, where i really felt it the most amy was um was at our son's soccer practice so i brought him out to soccer and and then i i'll go back in my in the car because they're gonna play for a while and usually it's pouring rain or freezing cold so i'll sit and get some work done you know or catch up on my phone to people or whatever and i got in the car and then i looked out the window and i saw this amazing orange sky through the trees like it had gotten really nice outside and so i got out of the car and I walked back over to the soccer field and I stood and watched my son playing and laughing and he's out there. And then I turned and looked at the sun setting. And at that moment, more than most moments I've had this clarity in my life, the the way I was thinking was, I don't want to deal with any bullshit ever again for as long as I live. That was the clarity I had. None of it. I don't want a teaspoon of it. I don't want any of the bullshit around I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the, the bullshit is a bad dog. No. Stay. At that moment, it was so clear to me what had been building up in my head. Like, I just, I can't do it anymore. And I didn't know... It was the grief that got me here to this moment.
1: Absolutely. I think this time around of grief, and I say this time around because John and I, if you don't know, have been through a lot of it, and as many of you have, and what happens is, is we don't have the capacity. We only have so much capacity, and we only have so much energy, and grief will drain capacity and drain energy. So then what we do have energy for and what we do have capacity for needs to matter. And it's very clear what doesn't matter when you're struck with grief. And I mean that from this, a very practical sense, you know, there's like dishes in the sink. Oh, well, fuck it. Who cares? Right. But not just this practical sense, it's our nervous system calibrating to a loss and whether or not we know it, it's not conscious. It's not like we're having these logical thoughts about our mortality, but our subconscious is like clicked right into some sort of danger or some sort of loss that we have mortality, right? Because someone close to us passed away. And so we're, our subconscious mind is really, really clicked into this. And so It just can't tolerate, we just can't tolerate bullshit. And I think sometimes we're the most clear when there's something this big happening going on. And it is when the intelligence comes in. And it is when the uh, inspiration comes in. And it is when the intuition comes in. You know, and some people will say, oh, don't make any decisions now. You know, let's wait until things settle down. And I actually think the superpower is in finding the clarity now and journaling and writing down as much as you can about the thoughts you're having.
0: You know, as you say that, it was right after my dad died that I took my first international trip. It's the first time I left the country, went to Italy. And it was the first time I decided I was going to run a marathon. I started training immediately after he died. It just, it was so clear to me that that's what I wanted to do. And then when mom died, as you know, intimately, I started this mom show. That's probably the most well-known thing that I do or that my station does that, I, that I'm at. Um, and then these grief shows. And that was, the decision was made, you know, right during that time. I fully agree with you. This is the time to make decisions. This is the time to see how you want to live. This is the time where you have a superpower. And I don't know how long it's going to last. I want this part of it to last for a while. It's a little exhausting, though, in that I, I need like a I need a mellowed down version of this right now. Mm-hmm. I, I said to Amy, she says, well, how do you feel? I said, I feel like I've taken a drug. I feel like I've taken this drug against right out of mood. I took a drug and it gave me this clarity. And I don't know <laughs> when it's going to wear off, but the drug's really strong. And it's maybe too much of the drug right now because every little thing can set me off if it has any bullshit in the de- if I can detect any of it.
1: You know what? Though? And I don't have
0: another word for it. but that, um, That's it.
1: It is a good time to like burn it all down, though. Yeah, and and I mean that in the best way um, because it it has been clear like you and I have had some really fascinating conversations that we don't need to share on this podcast, maybe later. Um, but we, we've also just in the way we've been parenting, you know, we, we sort of had an incident with our teenager that I kind of lost my shit, you know? And then what came out of it though, was it needed to happen. We had like a total breakdown breakthrough moment. And I think it's because I couldn't tolerate bullshit anymore But the most incredible breakthrough happened. And this also happened with our other son and with something else, right? And you and I, the conversations we've been having about how we want to live our lives and all those things, they they come up in these moments, in these difficult times in our life when people pass away that are near and dear to us because we are faced with, we have this life, What what are we going to do about it? And... I do think it's okay. Like maybe you're not in a position to take on action of all the inspiration you get, Um, but write it all down, like write it all down and come back to it Mm -hmm. when you kind of click back into your routine and your life and you, and you forget.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And if you haven't dealt with grief, have this somewhere in the back of your head that, Cause no one's gonna, I don't think going to tell you to do this, um, unless there's other podcasts, uh, like ours talking about this, but I, I hope you will write things down as Amy just said, because right now I, we've been talking about things and, and the way Amy and I work is we're, we're pretty quick to action that that's, that's just how we are. It's how we're built. Not everyone's built that way. Sometimes you can't, you can't, or you jump. may
1: not be in a position or you're not in a position to yeah. either.
0: That's absolutely correct. And, um, but a lot of the things I haven't even figured out yet, I'm just starting to write them down and starting to really like know what I want, but I also am very clear what I don't want. And that's again, getting back to what's like, I don't have time to waste is the feeling I have. Maybe that's the no bullshit. I just don't have to, I don't want to waste any more time on anything that isn't meaningful in some way to me. Right. And, and that doesn't mean I stopped doing the dishes, you know, they need to be done. It's meaningful in that. I want to keep my house clean and my family to be able to eat on clean dishes. You know, there's, you could apply this to anything you're doing. It's a way to live life to its fullest. I think, um, without completely just you know, giving up on the day to days. You know, I always say if, if you lived every, every day to its fullest, if we all lived that way, it would be incredible, but we'd have the worst teeth health in the world. (laughs) Because you'd be like, why would I spend the day at the dentist? No offense to you, dentists out there. You do am- amazing work. But you wouldn't spend time <laughs> doing that <laughs> or other things. Does that make sense? Like, I always have that disconnect. Like, oh, I'm living life to my fullest. I see these amazing people in Ukraine, like, while this is all going on, giving everything they have t- to to survive and to protect their freedom and their, and their families. And, and while this is going on, I see this and just think, the, the amount of, of stupid shit, especially that we deal with here, uh, in America is, is, uh, I can't even, I have trouble coming to terms with it, especially with my headspace right now.
1: Yes. I think that the fallacy is to think of live each day. Like it was your last right. is just partying and just fucking off all day. Right. Like, and I, I don't think that speaks to what a full life is. Mm-hmm. And a full life is an, and both life. It, it, has all of those things and and so yeah i mean it's not very practical to think of it as every single day you're supposed to live like it's your last day That'd be right exhausting. oh my god can you imagine every
0: day with no the, one, it's the end of your
1: life no one would take a nap gotta, right yeah, like, yeah, like no, right. no one would. <laughs> i gotta get up
0: i gotta have sex three times today i'm gonna be having a margarita for breakfast i'm ordering pizza for every meal
1: <laughs> no, but you, the point being is that to, to not tolerate some of the shit we tolerate that gets in the way of us having our best life. And that includes people. And and maybe it's not the person that's the problem, but maybe it's the relationship with the person. And so what can you do to change the relationship with the person? Right. Yeah. But we waste a lot of time in tolerance, I guess is my point.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm curious about the clarity part of this. I can't hold on to this forever, but I need a version of it. I think I'm built to hold on to some of it for sure. But I think that's because I put a lot of work into self-care and a lot of work into my own mental health. A lot of work to get to where I'm at. I was funny. I was talking to my therapist the other day about like, well, how did I, you know, how am I doing well? And you know my my family is running into these problems. And he said, I-, "I hate to tell you this, but remember when we were talking like five years ago, you were kind of a mess." <laughs> like, oh, right. And he was going through some of the progress I've made. He's like,
1: "I'm right here, yeah. I'm, I'm right here, John."
0: Yeah, dude. I may have had something to do with it. Little credit over here. Um, and he does get some for sure because, yeah, you look back, and we didn't get into the nitty gritty, but I know what he's talking about. The like, anxiety is a big one with me, for instance, and. It is night and day, as you know, from where I was. And I had that as well and worked on it. Um, So I think I'm in a position to continue to do work and and kind of hold on to this. But are there things I can do? Are there... You got a a prescription over there, Dr. Amy? You got a little something for... My
1: prescription is to write it down. Because we're actually not built to be in this sort of cracked open (laughs) space of clarity, right? Yeah. We're not built like that. Um, We all could do a lot more listening to... That whisper, the whisper—you know, your intuition—that's like, hey, you know, do this, go here, do that—before it screams at us. Like my intuition, I've—I've said this to you—will start screaming at me at some point if I'm not listening to it. And and I, to no one, I'll just throw my hands in the air and say, okay. But I think that in some of our most tragic or grief-filled moments we do have access to a clarity that we may not have access to in other times in our life. And my prescription is just write it all down. Write it all down, and it may not be um, things that you can act on in the moment, but that way you keep them close and near and dear to your heart to remind you when you need a reminder. Hey, 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 it's the
0: doctor and the DJ, doctor and the DJ. Hey, hey.